0: podcast season three episode four episode two still doesn't exist same with one we only have one and a half and three so we're doing really good
1: we're hey, really good at counting. Yeah. hey listen 2020 has been an absolute dumpster fire so far so just we'll get it straightened out Yeah, you know, we'll have episode two out soon and then you know that'll work out um and then we'll be right back in line just like uh just like we always are
0: it's true, we'll bounce back. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> but, uh, this has been working out pretty good. The first one was pretty popular, Garnered a lot of attention pretty quickly indeed Enjoy- yeah, I enjoyed the uh the interactive part of it was nice. you know that it it created a lot of conversation. so I'm hoping for that again that'd be nice. Um,
1: yep, yeah. it's uh it's gonna start picking up shortly. Uh, I think we've got like forty three watching right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a learning experience, and, and we'll probably get better at it as we go. Um, again, like, I'm just grabbing a couple groups here, get some people in here. How are all you guys you doing go. quarantine? Richard Barth checking in. What's going on, it's man? Great.
1: How's man, that? I don't know that I can share it anymore. It's not letting me. Huh.
0: They shut it down.
1: Maybe. We'll see.
0: Ooh. A bad, bad connection here a little bit.
1: All right. Well, I got them, I got it off to as many as I could. It's just like I'm frozen up now. It won't let me share to any more pages. But, no, so we're going to have to rely on our friends out there to share for us. Good enough. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it.
0: If you believe in the outdoor lifestyle, prove it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here we are again um join a couple brews on friday night jay what are you drinking
1: i am drinking uh some single cut is this the real life um honestly i grabbed it because one it's It's a single cut you can't go wrong with that Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's uh some queen lyrics in there you, you can't go wrong and i'll tell you what it's pretty badass i am digging it they always have weird stuff on their cans and it's very they're very um mysterious with what they put in their in their beer so
0: yeah I haven't had single cut in kind of a while. It's, it's hard to find in the apocalypse, you know, I'm telling you. Yeah. Hot I'm commodity came by there. I'm back on, uh, the personal furkin from breaker. I can't get enough of it.
1: That's good stuff, yeah. man. Hey, if, if, once you, uh, once you're in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been coming out with a new one every Thursday. Yeah. Pretty much since the quarantine started every Thursday, they have, uh, a different like firkin they're just like so juicy this one's like mango orange
1: yeah yeah you still, you've been really banging on that one for a minute so you I, yeah. I have to get down there and get some of it yeah it's delicious
0: but uh yeah we got a couple things on the agenda here i think uh people are going to enjoy I, I think this is going to end up being a good one We're well we'll to... find
1: out we have some near-death experiences and whatnot so <laughs> yeah
0: our best trout <laughs> fishing story since it is that time of year i see a lot of people you know posting pictures of of nice fish that they're catching i saw hunter wallace caught a nice brown the other day
1: yeah i, I saw that yeah 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 yeah, yeah spe- of my- speaking of hunter man our condolences go out to the wallace family yeah for sure um, we'll leave it at that uh, you know who you are
0: yeah uh it's a terrible situation but
1: indeed indeed Uh, you know when you start stacking bad situations on top of bad situations shit just gets pretty rough so yeah our our thoughts are with you guys there jeff and hunter for sure um but yeah so it's that time of year we are uh well early trout season it would usually be open uh tomorrow would it not tomorrow would be the opening day
0: yeah yep that was supposed to be the day that i would be out at trout camp all weekend yeah
1: well, it's snowing like a it's snowing like crazy right now. Yeah,
0: actually, this would have been interesting. And I've we've never had snow on trout season. Usually, you know, we're walking around in shorts and tank tops and just sitting around the fire, and it's perfect. But this this would have added a, a little bit of a curveball to it that I've never experienced. I mean, I have fished on cold trout seasons, but never one where we were dealing with snow like this crazy. Right, right.
1: Yeah, bananas. But hey, man. Bring it on, baby! You I mean yeah. what's the what? What else can you throw at us? <laughs> yeah.
0: So what? What do you go? You you want to go first?
1: Uh, yeah, sure, sure. So we decided we're gonna tell some uh, some trout fishing stories. So, uh, both of us pretty much had uh, apparently we have a very uh, common thread with a lot of our stories and a lot of things that happened to us, uh, and this doesn't seem to be any different. So. Uh, a friend of mine, his name is Frank Trinovich. His old man, rest in peace, Frankie Trinovich, senior. Really cool guy. Used to take me out, tag along. So, you know, I like again, I didn't, uh, my old man, I didn't have him around for a long time. So he, Frankie's dad kind of became my mentor, my outdoor mentor. Took me out, got me my first deer, that kind of stuff. Um, and he used to take me fishing with him all the time. We used to all get together, go trout fishing. No different. We get up to the uh, the Lehigh River. So we we're up at the, at the Lehigh River here, and uh, he was watching me, and I'm fishing in this hole, and I had these big, gnarly old waders on that were like three sizes too big for me. Had like a rope tied around my chest to keep them on me, you know. And, and I'm walking down the stream, fishing this hole, and and he keeps—he used to call me Knuckles. I don't know why, but uh, he used to call me Knuckles. He's like, "Hey, Knuckles, don't go in there." I'm like, nah, I'm good, Knuckles. I'm telling you, don't go in there." I said, no, no, I could see the bottom. I could see the bottom. I'm pretty good. And no sooner did I say that, I took a step right off a ledge and went kerplunk <laughs> under the water. So he says, all I could see is the tip of your fishing rod wiggling around on top of the water. I went under. My waders instantly filled with water. Yeah. And I, my hat and my fishing license are floating down the river. So he leaves me to chase my fishing license. <laughs> yeah that's important that's what yeah, you need. yeah you can't lose your fishing license so i'm clawing at the bottom of the freaking river trying to get myself back up uh fortunately um frankie had a, a change of clothes with him but he was much smaller than i was so uh, uh yeah that was, i i ended up wearing his clothes the rest of the day i looked like uh i just somebody threw a uh salvation army bin at me it was did you look like outrageous you? but oh oh, <laughs> oh snap <laughs> Yeah, I saved it. Yeah, honestly, dude, that's about the time that it happened. It was around there, yeah. right around that time. She's I went to about oh. 16 or 17 in that picture. Still handsome as all yeah. get out.
0: Yeah. At the, at the time, what was that half the limit?
1: Um, Probably. I don't recall. That's – so let me see. Uh, 16 – that's 1990. That
0: was eight. That picture. Yeah. At one time, right? Was the limit?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day. So that was my score for the day. But, you know – when you go out on opening day, y'all know how it is. Uh, yeah, I know. Thanks, Tom. Lucky I didn't drown. I managed to get myself, you know, out. And as I was trying to catch my breath on the sidelines, there on the side of the stream, he comes walking up through the woods. He's like, got your hat. <laughs> Perfect. The hat that I'm wearing in that picture was the hat. That... Is that
0: is that a Denver Broncos hat?
1: No, it's, it's a Marvin, the Martian hat. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. Yeah. I actually lost that in the Pacific ocean long story there too.
0: Earthlings.
1: Yep, yep. That was one of my favorite hats. But he got it. He he saved my hat and he saved my license. But yeah, that was a pretty harrowing experience, having to kind of claw my way along the bottom of the river to get myself to where I could get my head above water, and nobody else saw me go under. I I to this day I don't know what the hell he was thinking. He was the only one to see me go in, and he chased my hat.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what a character. That's its priorities.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: You you don't want to. You know, if I see a, a good a perfectly good Marvin, the Martian hat floating down the river, as opposed to, I don't know that, that kid right there. Yeah. Right. I'm going yeah. after the Seriously, Yeah. The
1: hat's definitely that, that young character there, but yeah, a lot of great memories, you know, he was a good dude. He used to take us every year we'd get together and do the first day standing arm to arm, you know, just like y'all know how it is when you've been out there Uh yeah. opening day, it gets a little, a little batshit crazy with everybody out there, but that was kind of part of the, uh, part of the fun we'd all go out and eat breakfast go fishing go eat lunch go fishing all day all weekend you know yeah just that's what we did until turkey season came
0: yeah yep no and it's hilarious because my my experience isn't any different pretty much almost exactly the same so geez i don't even know what year it was i think it was it was definitely the first year that my dad ever took me trout to trout season because it was always you know the big tradition all the guys would go out our family would be out and uh not far off from uh from your experience it looks like I'm stand, standing in like those waiters that I don't know did, did they not think that kids would ever wear waiters during that time
1: period you know back then it was either you wore women's size or you didn't get them because honestly yeah. they didn't have a lot of kids specific stuff you know, back in the eighties and nineties and, you know, until probably the mid to late nineties when they started coming out with some more like kids specific stuff. Cause I remember working at the Hunter's gallery around that time and it was like the hot thing. Everything was in kid sizes. You know, they started to really hit the market yeah. pretty heavy with that stuff, but.
0: Yeah. So that's where my, uh, my memories of trout season started in, in waders that were, you know, three, three times too big for me. And it was the same thing. Like, my dad wanted me to get that full experience get in the water and you know once i started you know feeling it yeah you, know, you, you were really getting into it at that point then i started getting more brave going out deeper and deeper oh, yeah. and, and they're right passage know, man yeah and and they're they're saying well there's really no reason to be standing that far out in the hole and uh you know i was getting warned and then next thing you know some old guy is you know giving my dad an elbow like hey there goes your kid floating down <laughs> <laughs> underwater yeah and, I, happens, and the, those things are so big they just started filling up
1: you know yeah, same thing happened to me man they just yeah. filled right up instantly like just dropping a cup underwater man it's a kaboom. yeah but uh it
0: be filled up wasn't long before that turned into this uh-huh. and, oh, just, so and, pretty, uh... and, and that was just freezing cold it looks like i have two broken legs but yeah there, that's i think that's like five pairs of wool socks <laughs> just just layered up there and mm-hmm. that i think as far as i could remember back that's the cold one of the coldest trout seasons i think we had and you look back in these pictures i mean everyone's pretty bundled up in them
1: yeah yeah i mean you know it's it's part of like i said right of passage man you got to get out there freeze your fingertips off get a little wet screw up you know fall yeah. in the water it happens but i'll tell you what it taught me an important lesson because anytime time i go fishing ever pardon me i have extra set of clothes at least bottoms and socks
0: yeah yeah for sure uh yeah okay. definitely uh learned a lot that day and uh it was cold but there, I, there are still a couple parts of that day that i remember even better because they my dad did have an, a change of clothes for me i got changed and I, I kept fishing like i was fishing oh, from the as from did me. i yeah. yeah and i actually ended up catching a fish like kind of in the middle of the day when no one was catching fish there was like what is that is that the dieberry there at the 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 jadwin dam in honesdale
1: i think so i fished the dieberry years ago but it's been a long time
0: yeah so that's that's where we always used to fish there was like a i think it was like the fairground you'd go past that and then there was like it was kind of like a campground down in there that we would kind of post up at Yeah. Little little low-level dam there that would spill over. And I remember catching a trout in the in the fast water there. And then it was shortly after that I I garnered all my photography skills. There you go. They showed me about perspective photos. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's pretty cool. That's good stuff.
0: Yeah. So I mean, if you don't almost die the first time you go trout fishing, are you even a trout fisherman?
1: That's it, man. You know, that, that, that rite of passage thing. I mean, at, at least, you know, injure yourself or get a hook in you. I mean, yeah. you know, you gotta get comfortable being uncomfortable. Otherwise you're in for a long road when it comes to the outdoors. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: But I'll tell you what, uh, oh, there's my, uh, my boiler's kicking on right now. It's because my wife needs to get in the shower. She is a CRNA. So let that buzzing be a reminder to everyone who's stuck at home right now that there are people out there risking their lives. Indeed. That Indeed. buzzing yeah, is annoying, but we'll get right. Well, that,
1: that's all right. You can't even really hear it. Okay. But, I mean, you know, you're you're still at it. You're still working. Yeah. My wife's still working. Your wife is still working. You know what I mean? So, you know, again, kudos to all the people out there who are uh yeah absolutely you know need to do to keep this thing rolling man that's it
0: but i'm looking out the window right now and it and it is coming down
1: yeah it's pretty probably, great
0: Probably man. have about an inch at, at the house now it, I, I bet it would make a foil packet of trout with butter and onions cooked on the campfire taste a lot better right now you'd appreciate it a lot more
1: that for sure yeah. that smoky smell in there oh man i know i'm jonesing for it dude yeah. Jones for it to get out and just get outside man i've been i I went out this morning kim and i she was off work today so we got up this morning got dressed and took a walk in the snow and uh i got a whole mess of ramps wild ramps uh another big bucket of them i figured this weather's coming through this cold front might kill them so we wanted to get them before they got wrecked uh, um and without depleting our little secret patch there uh we wanted to get some ramps together so i got a mess of them so i'm gonna do a bunch i'm gonna pickle a bunch um
0: you gonna give that nokia a shot
1: oh for sure and i'm thinking i'm going to dehydrate some and maybe uh um, oh, make like a, a ramp salt
0: yeah grind that up put it in a grinder yep yep add it like 50 50 ramps and salt ted perry says how's the fishing in center county i don't know i uh, don't know i don't get out in yeah. center county very often we're in the northeastern part of
1: the state mm-hmm. I would imagine it's good. I mean, you know, anywhere in PA, I mean, we're, we're a pretty big state for, for trout fishing. It's like yeah. a religion here. Yeah, for sure. Anywhere you get where there's stock and fish or they're you know, even just some of the native trout in this area are just, it's a, it's a destination. Uh, and even more specific, right where Mark and I live here in Northeast PA, uh, the Lackawanna River by us is a class A trout stream. I mean, it's like down in Scranton. Well, You're going to catch a lot of brown trout, if you know what I mean, Uh, down in Scranton. But uh, when you get up this big, though. yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, a guy Frank, my buddy Frank, used to fish right underneath the Mulberry Street Bridge. And he would just pull out absolute slobs, 24, 26 inch, just massive brown trout. But people like that kind of brown trout. Also, there's a lot of turds floating around down there. It's just totally. Um, but you know, well, it used to be. It's probably a little bit cleaner now. But up our way, it's really nice. It's really clean. They stock it pretty heavily uh, up in Forest City, and they all just come right downstream to us here in the uh, Simpson carbondale area. Uh, it's a beautiful, a beautiful stretch of river. So we spend yeah. a lot of time. We spend a lot of time up there in the in the summer for sure. A lot of that, the stretch in between
0: Carbondale and Scranton is, is considered trophy water, right? Like yeah. I think, like down
1: at like Mellow Park. Yep, by Archibald there. Is that. That's fly fishing only in there, isn't it? Uh, artificial. So you can you can fly fish or you can use spinners no. and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah, no no live bait down there. But you can fish it all year, so there's no real close season there because it's right. catch and release. Yeah. You know? So catch and release, artificial only, which is pretty sweet. I mean, I'm down with that. You know what I mean? For certain areas, you need yeah. to.
0: We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any problem with it. I mean, I do like to eat trout, but what um, do you got to
1: do? what's your go-to when you cook your trout
0: i don't know i mean usually i just give most of them to my dad i'll keep three or four of them to fillet up and bread yeah just breaded like
1: yeah that's my battered, battered that's...
0: trout it's it's you can't beat it but yep. uh my dad's got this smoking method down like just the whole fish skin on head on just they I don't know he he knows what he's doing when it when it comes to smoking trout but and that's probably my favorite i don't know the like i said the foil packet just with stuffed with onions and butter salt and pepper that that's just that just reminds me of trout season just having that cooked over the campfire we always get into that that's just tradition to eat it that way so that's that's also one of my favorite
1: ways it's hard to beat that way man you know because that you you get to taste the fish you yeah. know Not really putting a but i mean listen i love a little bit of lemon on it this that you know lemon pepper you can dress it up all you want but when you get the just the pure flavor of the trout man that's good stuff see i got ruined a couple of years ago because i got a trout but i got a, a bone stuck in my throat Ooh, man dude it was in there for like three days i was i used to look oh. at the you hot.
0: mean for like a prolonged amount of time
1: for a long time, it was stuck there, and I couldn't get rid of it. And they were worried that they were going to have to do surgery to remove it. I was like, "Yeah," because they once they get stuck there, if it doesn't disintegrate and move its way down. They got to go in and take it out. So I was pretty nervous. So now I'm real nervous every time I eat trout. But uh, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, nice
1: man. Got to roll not- that nice
0: Andy, slamming and jamming. Wild man out. <laughs> uh, wild man yeah. holy hell yeah that's uh we'll have to have a discussion about about the wild man indeed indeed he's entertaining no doubt yeah uh ted perry asks are you going to be on at a choice time every day or every week right now we're we're in our second friday night mm-hmm. and i I don't know. It seems to be doing okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll have to check
1: the analytics and see if more people are on at
0: a, a different time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're going to shoot for like once a week. I mean, the, the, this whole situation, this setup we have going on right now is very convenient for both Mark and I Yeah. Uh, because we can do it from home. I mean, my wife and kids are in the next room eating pizza. You know, I'm in here. Again, I hijacked the kids playroom. Yeah. Uh, so we're, I'm just chilling in here, set up a folding table with, uh, my laptop, a microphone and, uh, Mark's in the, uh, new temporary studio, yep. up at his, place, uh, hanging out. So it's really convenient. Um, you know, so I don't see why we wouldn't be able to, uh, knock one out a week, you know, cause it'd be back in the day yeah. for every other week, you know, every two weeks we try to put one out, but it's tricky, you know, we're both busy, busy fellas.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I. I've been looking forward to Friday night now. I mean this yeah. is it's this is just I don't know. Feels good to just hang out and just relax and get away from it all for a little bit and talk about the stuff we love to do.
1: That's it. We're kind of quarantining ourselves off here to the uh to our little nooks of, of the house and uh yeah. was, but we were still able to get a whole mess of stuff done. Uh oh Steve branding, thanks man. Yeah, it just right. kind of worked out that our flags are kind of uh really lined up pretty well there.
0: Yeah. America,
1: America, bitches. Doesn't matter what side you're on. That's right. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty cool. But you know, this really neat little studio setup we got over at Mark's. There, we got some really cool video from the second episode we did at your place.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take some time and and cut some of that up and put that out at some point. It's just, yeah. and then you'll you'll get a better feel for for the place. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you know we'll get back to it eventually. We'll get back to doing them, you know, you know, face to face and stuff like that. And we got some tricks up our sleeve for for this season. But in the meantime, I mean, this is pretty awesome. I mean, it it opens up some opportunities to bring some some people on. Yeah. Uh, we would try to get a hold of the the guys up at Wall and Paul Pack and do a little thing with those guys. They're always fun to talk to. Um, you know, to not have to have somebody sitting across the table from you opens up a tremendous amount of uh, opportunities there. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've uh, wait, wait till the 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 actual studio is done. Yeah, it's. It, I just uh, I just ordered a, a piece for it today. It's just gonna take it to the next level. Sorry, burp there, but it happens. It, it's gonna be. It's just gonna take it to the next level. It's gonna be unbelievable. I'm so excited for it.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it, it's. I think it's under appreciated I think for a lot of people who have big podcasts their studio is kind of part of the it's like the 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 extra cast member if you will you know what mm-hmm. I mean they have a cool studio like like the Joe Rogan podcast it wouldn't be the same without being in that that cool studio
0: yeah it's, it, I mean as soon as you see it you know where he's
1: at where it's at and what it is it's yeah. like iconic at this point That's it. That's it. It's like it's kind of like a little trademark uh, deal. So yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool to. And you know, once it's finished up and we start setting up cameras and we're getting into lighting and cameras and all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, actually, I'm gonna take my glasses off. You can see the reflection of the computer in my glasses. It's kind of annoying.
0: (laughs) I I didn't notice until you said it. But Yeah. yeah, we we had our own just white backgrounds going for a while, and then and then we slowly we added a sons of the hunt sign then i think we got chris cornell behind you and mm-hmm. that kind of became its own thing but now wh- the new one is just gonna it'll just be a different he'll just a whole different animal somebody somebody's in the house Well, it's, it's Bridget, so. <laughs> uh yeah uh back to the go-to trout recipe yeah what do you got i go breaded man i like the, mm-hmm. i like
1: to the bread them up and uh just deep fry them that's like, you know, my favorite that, I you know, that's, that was our go to, uh, we used to bring cans yeah. and Coleman stoves first day of trout. You know, we'd eat our first limit before lunch, <laughs> yeah, <there you laughs> back, catch another limit. Uh, you know, that's, that's my go
0: to on the ice. Yeah. You, you bring that, bring that, that freezer bag full of like bisquick and some spices and you yeah. fillet them up and shake it up and fry it right there on the, the little Coleman burner. But trout season has to, has to be the foil packet. Yeah. I, I, you know what I, I wanted to do this year, and we obviously didn't get a chance, is I wanted to do the, the filet and w- open it wide and then make, the, like, the stick grill and then grill it, like, flattened out. Yeah, yeah. That That's probably pretty delicious as well.
1: We used to do that with natives. Yeah. Uh, there's a little stream that comes out of the number 5 dam up at the base of Montage Mountain, the ski resort. Uh-huh. And uh, we used to go up, there's a stream coming out of there. My buddy Frank and I, we'd go up with a tent and we would fish all day that little stream for natives. And we would just set up camp and we'd put them on skewers and we'd kind of roast them because they're so like sardines? Yeah, pretty much. And you can eat the bones and everything because they're so small. Once you cook, yeah. you eat the whole damn fish. It's pretty cool. Uh, we oh, spent yeah. quite a bit and, you know, over the open fire, you just can't beat it. You just can't. Yeah.
0: How many purist uh, fly fishermen you think are – cursing you right now yeah Never been Native. <laughs> well, i feel like every year though we we would catch a fish and as you're filleting them you get one with that really like pinkish orange meat and you think yeah. like well this is a native trout you know mm-hmm. and it's sad because you blend blends right in with the same size as some of the stock trout
1: that you're catching Sometimes, yeah if you get like a big native that's like seven eight inches, seven inches. yeah, yeah. A big native you know and i
0: mean like when you're fishing stock trout waters are you gonna throw back like a eight inch fish or a seven inch fish? Um, it depends,
1: you know. I think
0: seven seven is the is the legal yeah. limit size for it. Yeah. So I mean, you figure they're not gonna stock a trout that's illegal to keep. Right. That's entrapment. Indeed. Do <laughs> you think you can yeah. make a case
1: for that? Uh, I don't know. I don't We're know. gonna
0: have to get a lawyer on. Uh, and, right. get, and figure out. Give them a bunch of different scenarios of, is this entrapment or not? Right. I bet you could get a lot of people to make a case for different
1: scenarios. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't worry too much about it. I try to uh, just stick with the old, you know, if it's big enough, if I'm in the mood to keep them, I'll keep them. You didn't lose me, did you? Am I no, still- I, I could hear you. I, I, I just kind of am- messing around my computer here and uh i was hoping i didn't lose you there but um there we are um yeah i mean if i'm gonna do some trout fishing and keep some fish well then yeah if it's if it's legal i'm keeping it because yeah it's like stocked, you know stock trout it, again we've had that conversation about shooting stock pheasants versus fishing for stock trout i mean you know is, is it really fishing if you're catching stocked fish yeah whatever but I mean, if I'm looking to eat them, hell yeah, if it's over, if it's legal, I'm keeping it, you know, because, you know, no, I agree, you know, I, and, and I usually use the creel. Um, I got away from using a creel uh, and started using a stringer because then you feel, hey, Dangerous. I got my, I got my limit. You know what I mean? As long as I'm not damaging the fish and he's still pretty decent shape I, and he's, you know, lively, Yeah, I'll turn him loose, keep fishing. Or if he's in rough shape, then I just call it a day and I go eat.
0: At what point is that considered culling? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I, so I, I know somebody personally that um, they were fishing a hole that was just stocked, and they had a bucket yeah. with them, with water. They were catching catching trout, and then they were doing the same thing. They were looking at the smallest one, letting that one go, keeping another one, and then I think that uh, they ended up getting a pretty hefty fine for that. Hmm. That's calling fish, it's illegal. Okay. From what from from what I understand. I but I don't know. I, I don't know if it's I don't I don't really see maybe there's a difference if you're keeping them in the stream as opposed to keep them in a bucket. I don't know. If anyone had has any uh
1: info on that or experience you could drop that in the comments. Yeah, it's no, it's uh nothing like learning how illegal you are through uh, a live <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> Post
0: act, yeah. I don't know. Prove it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean
0: nothing. I didn't know. It's uh, nothing. Well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We we got through our our go to last year. Actually, we were going to do a live video. Well, not a live video. We were going to do like a stream side cooking of uh, trout tacos. We just didn't get around to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what happens when, when you're at trout camp? Just, just, just beer. Just beer and alcohol, yeah. and that happens, and then it's just like, eh. throw it on the fire. Let's just eat it. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you get less ambitious and you know complacent, let's call it. But uh, our second little uh, bullet point here I think this kind of transitions pretty well the best dish you've ever had. We could start with, uh, and, and anyone in the comments, feel free to drop yours in there. Wild game. We'll start with wild game. Okay. And then we'll, we'll move to just best dish you've ever had at any restaurant. Hmm. All right. Wild
1: game. Holy crap, boy. That's a tricky one. Yeah. We didn't do much thinking on this prior. Oh no. Uh, well, all right, can I have two? I think there's no rules sure. there. All yeah. right. Okay, so um, probably one of my favorites would be just a venison steak with some Lipton onion soup mix sprinkled on it and fried in a pan. Really? Yeah. So that was sure. my grandfather's go-to. So I grew up eating that. So it's yeah. like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, you know, touchy-feely. Like, you know, I, I got a lot of, uh, you know – memories and a lot of nostalgia uh through that that uh that, that recipe and it's such a simple recipe just venison steak with some onion soup mixed sprinkled on and fried and butter that's it you know um but as far as my favorite wild game dish honestly i gotta i think i gotta go with the tacos the turkey leg tacos that is yeah that is so good man that was a i know i just kind of fell on that one man remember that yeah. camp
0: <laughs> I, well that's why i put that picture i put that picture back up for yeah,
1: appreciate it thank no you no problem I, I wanted
0: him to see that um yeah those turkey leg tacos i have a couple turkey legs in the freezer that my dad gave me from a bird he shot in the fall hey <laughs> <That's stony. Shit.
1: laughs> oh
0: stony oh what the
1: whoa Yeah, a little, yeah. little top knot all right i don't know what the heck's going on man we're getting some photo bombers in here yeah uh
0: yeah the 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 turkey leg taco that that's real good i have those couple turkey legs in the freezer and i've been like sitting around on like saturdays and sundays thinking like all right i'm gonna do something with them but my dad gave them to me so i feel kind of obligated to cook them when he's around sure so i'm hanging on those and i still have some shanks in the freezer too that he also gave me yeah well, I had a couple i didn't know yeah surprise shank <laughs> welcome to my world
1: all right you good yeah get the get the cat get him out of here thank you get the cat yeah uh
0: i don't know but i i feel like growing up it was just the deer steak like the medallions that my dad would make would always be so good my grandmother my grandmother used to actually eat a lot of venison because we had it in the house and she the way she would i could never really replicate it but she would like fry them with onions and i don't know if she would put a one in the pan and fry them with a one it, it was just always so good and i've always tried to make it that same way and i just i just never caught on to it but just as a kid i remember that being like the most delicious thing that i ever tasted that's all i ever wanted right so I I guess as far as a wild game dish, it's just one of those things that just can't be replicated and I'll I'll yeah. never be able to do it.
1: Yep, yep. It's it's one of some of those things that just nostalgic, man. You know, they got that sentimental value.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm almost positive that she used to cook them in A1, but just like a little bit. And that A one, when you got it hot enough, I think it would kind of like reduce and it would kind of get like thick, you know, like like almost syrupy. Yeah, yeah who knows what she was doing it was good though
1: yeah it's pretty good stuff man you can you can't beat it when you get to back to those old school recipes that are just tried and true you just can't you try and mess with it a little bit but you always go back to you know stage 1 and uh and just back to the basics man yeah, yeah. The, the wild game i think um boy those are probably the top 2 cuz i love, man I, like i said i've had a lot of good stuff that i've made over the years like smoked a bunch of stuff i mean you know i've only had my smoker for a few years but i've been really working that thing out um i haven't tried trout in it yet um uh, but that's gonna kind of be on. yeah
0: me. i kind of feel like i need to get into the, the smoking game at some point i think that I, ha- I have the room to build like a smoke house yeah so maybe i don't know that'll be the next thing after the bar and then <laughs> and then the bathroom bathroom is gonna have to be a thing our, our master bathroom no yeah. one is really going to enjoy that besides my wife and myself so right. but the smoker there that'll be awesome. uh so outside of wild game mm-hmm. the best dish you've ever had
1: wow um, i wish
0: jeff hunsinger were on here right now
1: all right yeah well, uh again I, sure. his instagram account is flashing through my head like a like a Freaking, what do you call those little things we used to flip through them? Uh mm. disc Master. Yeah, the View Master. Master. Um boy, that's a tough one, man. Um
0: if anybody watching right now has their favorite dish in mind yeah, or one of drop it in the comments.
1: Yeah. Um boy, I mean, I'm a I'm a big red meat eater. I, I love I love a good steak. Um, I have had, a, I've had a, a a red stag steak down at a it was called Arantz. Um it's mm-hmm. closed now, but um it was a pretty pretty cool little restaurant. They did a lot of you know aka wild game, but it was usually you,
0: New Zealand. You might have stole mine, you bastard. <laughs>
1: well, I'll tell I, you what, man, it's no joke. Yeah, that guy was legit. He he could really put together uh some really good food. Um that was good. The red stag.
0: How how did you have it done when you ordered it?
1: medium rare with uh i think they used to call it the uh asian preparation or something like that and they used to put some kind of uh the east versus i think it was called east versus west preparation i forget
0: i don't know the one that was the one that i had had like those giant capers like sauteed in it yeah it was like big capers that had like the stem on oh they were so good
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that guy can really knock it out of the park i don't know where he is now i think he's uh, Is
0: he at uh viva farms or something like that?
1: Yeah, he just uh went to a new place to work, but uh yeah, that guy was pretty legit. I can't remember his name. Um Davo, I think it was it, Chef Davo.
0: Mm. I, I think that he he runs Viva Farms right now. Yeah, and they do some off the wall stuff. Yeah, but also interesting stuff. Hang, hang on one second. Mm-hmm. Everybody just relax one second, Jay. You could
1: I'll Talk keep you all entertained. There you go. Mm-hmm. But one thing that's been really cool, because, you know, we're all locked yeah. up. We're all kind of stuck in quarantine. I've been doing a lot of cooking myself.
0: Bridget's that's- out of the shower, so boiler off. Nice. No, so, yeah, I had to stop that. They made the uh, best Chris, lamb
1: chops. Yep, yeah. 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 I, think, uh, I, I think Chris and I had eaten there before. We've gone out there a few times. Um, yeah, they had great lamb chops. And that guy was legit. He did some really good stuff.
0: I never got to try the ostrich because every time I went there, I think I ordered the same thing twice, which I never do. Yeah, right. Never do that. There's a couple different dishes popping in my head right now that I, I just absolutely love like uh, the honey duck at Formosa. Mm, Never had it. Oh, it's so good. It's Formosa is kind of like an American Asian fusion restaurant. So it's like this duck that they have that's, You know, it's, it's, they really crisp that outside of the breast. And then it's served with like bok choy and like this honey sauce. Oh, it's so good. I love that. But um, there's this uh, restaurant that we go to on vacation called 410 Bank Street. And I, I'm ashamed of myself that I forgot the name of the chef, but he was, he was a Michelin like four star chef, voted, I don't know, he was in the top 10 chefs in the country for like 10 years running and the name of the restaurant is called 410 bank street Hmm. and it was a a kind of like cajun inspired restaurant and there was a dish that they have on their menu all the time called voodoo shrimp and i i can't even really begin to explain it it's just like this like this brown spicy cajun sauce that with these giant shrimp I don't know. I'm a sucker for seafood, though. Any yeah. any kind of seafood, I'm I'm obsessed with. I'll eat anything. But that's probably probably my favorite dish of all time. I don't know how many times I've had that. Every time we go there on vacation, I order the same thing, and that sucks because I'm not that kind of person. I try to order something different every time I go out.
1: Uh, another one that I, I I gotta say is even though it was borderline painful, uh, experience was the deer heart. That we made last fall.
0: Well, yeah, that's that is that. I'm I'm hard pressed to say that that's not my favorite piece of venison anymore. I enjoy venison heart more than I do the loin, or or even the tenderloin. It's just
1: fantastic.
0: And I think that the thing that I like about it though is that it reminds me of, it's almost got that like chicken liver texture somewhere along the line of calamari texture it texture is a big thing for me i don't know it's just i know it's different but you can't beat it i'm I'm, i've been thinking about uh (laughs) Wait, you got kids in the room again oh it's it's kimmy no hey there she is (laughs) she's back there you're good uh you're good Ed Rogolowski says, uh, "Elk, moose, and/or venison take Ken's Steakhouse dressing, mm-hmm. flavor Caesar mix 50/50 New York Speedy sauce with one teaspoon of liquid hickory smoke. Oh, you put that smoke in there. That's that sets it off. Liquid smoke. <laughs> Growing up, my dad put liquid smoke in everything. I need
1: Daniel's Okay.
0: Cooked over a charcoal grill is best, but gas is okay. Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds pretty good. Trust me, man. I'll eat anything. I'm telling but you. Liquid smoke was a staple in our house. Eventually, my mom figured out how to get it in bulk. Really? Or, like ordering through the internet.
1: 5, five like, jug of it shows up. Yeah.
0: Liquid smoke
1: when it goes in everything. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. You know, I get the kids when uh, we go camping with the scouts. I always bring a, a steak. And I'll season it up and put it in a bag and keep it in my pack. So it's basically room temperature by the time I get around to cooking it. Yeah. And i like caveman style. And I just take it and throw it right in the fire on the coals. Yeah. Everybody freaks out when I do it because they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, last time we did it, I opened up the front of the uh, old wood burning stove and just tossed it in and closed the door. And everyone's sitting around looking at me like, what are you doing? Dude, it's fantastic. The coals don't stick to it. The ashes don't stick because it sears. Oh man, it's fantastic! You talk about getting a smoky flavor. Throw your steak right in the right in the hot coals where the where it's where it's rocking and rolling, man. It's, yeah. it's How long does like how do you gauge that? How long does that
0: take to cook to your temperature? Probably doesn't take too long.
1: Um, no, it doesn't take long. It all depends on you know how you like it. Uh, I like mine on the rare to mid rare, so it doesn't take long. I just throw it in, let it go for a few minutes, flip it over for a couple more, you know, two or three minutes per side. Pull yeah. it. Out and have at it Uh, but it's pretty cool it's good stuff man people are always
0: my dad always did uh like whenever we were camping or or trout season or whatever he would take the potatoes and just chuck them right in the fire Mm. let the potato roast in the coals and turn black and charred there's there's no better way to cook potatoes than that just the best take that whole potato out and it's just like flaky all you need is salt and pepper you don't even need butter in it so Uh I see Steve Taylor just said, uh, have either of you tried whitetail tongue yet? And you know what? It's it's weird because a couple of years ago, uh one of my coworkers, uh Harold Jones, I don't know, he might he might have been on here before. He gave me a uh a, an insider secret he called it to when you when you're skinning a deer and you have hair on it, he said one of the the best ways to get it off is cut the tongue out and use the tongue to wipe the hair off. It catches all the, all the hair. And, and I was like, that makes sense. I think that's what the tongue is made to do for them. Pretty much. So, that's,
1: that's, that's a good one, man. i never heard that either. I, yeah. I, I so, like it though.
0: It's yeah, it's a great tip and I did it and it worked and I've been doing it ever since. And then just recently I've been seeing these recipes for like whitetail tongue tacos and it sounds awesome. I saw, I saw Rinella do it and the way he did, it it looked so good. And then he made that like, I don't know, that little salsa verde or whatever he put on
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. The tongue is one thing I've been wanting to get after as well as the, the call fat. Um, but, Nah, I tried that last year. I ruined it here. I got to kill a deer in order for that to happen. So, uh, you know, it's still on the back burner, but yeah, that's, that, those are two things that I'm really to. I really want to really get And the kidneys. I want to try the kidneys. I'm not a big kidney fan, but I, I wanted to at least try it to say, I tried it.
0: So there was a, I had another coworker who asked me to get him the kidneys last night. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I think I, I ended up like slicing one and then i just i was like i don't know i'm not (laughs) it was like an afterthought at that point i was like no screw it i was freezing but uh the kidneys seem like one of those organs that it it might be dicey it it, i guarantee it has a very distinct flavor and i mean the kidneys are your filters pretty much yeah like i i don't know i mean i'm sure there's nothing terrible in it that that i mean you figure all deer are eating greens and vegetation there, there can't be any kind of crazy toxins in there but still i don't, I, I don't know maybe i'm overthinking it
1: i don't know but I'll, I'll tell you what bet your ass i'll eat a kidney over a nut any day uh you can't talk yeah man i just yeah. You can't talk me into it <laughs> unless it's some kind of like fear factor where there's like fifty grand down the line. Um yeah, it's not happening.
0: if if one of us shoots a deer next year, we're gonna have to hang on to all these parts mm-hmm. and just have just go through the gauntlet. we'll We'll do them all
1: <laughs> one bite we we, we we try them all till we try them all all right. hey, what the hell I'm game? I've done worse. but yeah, dude, i want I want to try tongue. Now I understand that. I, whitetail tongue is a little on the small side so it's a little tricky to get after there's not a so, whole lot of meat in there but yeah. so but, i think
0: you have to save a couple
1: i say you get a couple of them three four or five tongues you know what i mean now now you're talking you
0: know a little bit <laughs> a weird, three four five tongues and now now, now we have to talk about you know
1: already yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, you know, anything. I'm always up for trying something different that way. Uh, hey, I
0: saw, uh, I saw the other day. Um, is it Wild and Whole? Is that that's a a subdivision of meat eater kind of? Uh, I saw them doing a turkey tail. They were cooking the. It's like the base of the turkey's tail. Huh. And, and I don't know why. But I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, I would eat that." I don't. Know. They they made it like an adobo sauce, which big sucker for adobo sauce right. after spending some time in the Philippines. So good, but I don't know. I I just after roasting so many Thanksgiving turkeys, and you start to appreciate things like the neck and the yeah. and like the the different parts of it. Sure, I, I could kind of see the turkey tail being. Uh, like an underrated piece of meat
1: yeah i guess i mean i never even thought of it you know yeah no i I I, f- I
0: I feel like meat eater they 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 think of things and they're like what was would be the last part of an animal that you would eat and they'd be like the knee Ro- <laughs> roasted knee
1: i'm gonna eat the fat behind the eyeball it's like yeah you know, the
0: gonna, knee
1: yeah the knee yeah right <laughs> Rattlesnake knees taste just like deer knees, from what I understand.
0: Probably. I mean, I would imagine. What 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 part of this am I eating right now? The knee. <laughs> the knee. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's like it's the ass. You're eating you're eating the butthole of mm-hmm. the turkey. And I I know from experience and I know from the way my dog smells after he rolls in it that <laughs> turkey shit is awful. Pretty foul, yeah. yeah. The, I mean,
1: a little bit on me, you know, back in the day, you know, because you, you kill a turkey every once in a while. They have a tendency to yeah. release a, a upon their demise.
0: Is there anything worse than throwing a turkey over your shoulder and having that <laughs> that, that moment of pride? Just like, I'm out of here. And then you start walking and then you start smelling it and you're like, mm, I know it's somewhere it's yeah. on him. And then you keep going and you're like, well, it's it's definitely on the turkey. It's not smeared all over my shoulder but it is, it's always on your shoulder.
1: It happens, man. It happens. It's part of the game, man. It's part of the game.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. The Turkey tail is something I'll try this year. I, I, it looks like it's going to be a good year earlier, right before we uh, started the podcast, there was a a lone hen walking through the backyard in the middle of that snowstorm, And I was thinking, eh, I was trying to kind of figure out, I, I saw somebody post in, uh, in the Pennsylvania hunting group, what do you think this cold fr- it it wasn't worded so eloquently as this but they they were basically wondering what this cold front's going to do to the mating season and uh i don't know i was trying to wrap my head around it and think like what my first thought would be and i would think maybe it might put a halt on it like the like on some of these colder mornings i've been seeing the turkeys come in, come in the yard and just kind of do that thing they put their head down and they yeah. they just kind of chill and sun themselves and they're not super active so if they're getting this cold weather like this they might just be relaxing and it might actually play to our benefit Maybe i, I don't know that's just my educated guess my hypothesis who knows you know
1: uh, it's, it's it's it seems pretty solid to me i i I'd, I'd, I'd subscribe to it yeah i mean who knows i mean we're gonna see how it plays out i mean uh this this weather is pretty kooky right now so uh who knows how it's gonna how it's gonna play out but yeah i'm i'm pretty i'm i'm pretty jazzed up like i, I was going over, we, i bought a crossbow i told you i ordered that crossbow for the kids yeah. so jason's gonna try and get that so i lined up a spot to take him for uh the the youth hunt and uh it just uh there may be loggers showing up on the day of the youth hunt on that God, we know I got your back. You be kidding me, so we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, I, I might have to fall back on you for sure. But yeah, yeah we, we got a there there's a lot of birds
0: up here. We'll we'll take care of them. Uh Ed Ed has another uh ooh, and this is liver. So I have not had good success with deer liver. I don't I don't know what it is i I love liver chicken liver beef liver love it like
1: um, oh, I never was until probably about five or six years ago I didn't like it until then but that that's one of those things that falls under it has to be cooked properly if you don't take care of it and you don't do it right I don't know that that's my thought on it it it, it was cooked very well um not like well done but it was cooked properly
0: yeah yeah I yeah.
1: Really enjoyed it I was like wow this is what I'm I I can't believe I'm missing out on this.
0: Yeah, this is what uh what Ed suggests. Liver cut thin, basted in eggs, then rolled with seasoned breadcrumbs and salt and pepper. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I've definitely never had it like that. Cooked in bacon grease with onions, served with onions and bacon. Yeah, yep. I'm on.
1: Put bacon and onions, and I'm on it.
0: Yeah, I have a an entire liver. I saved it this year because in the past, what I was doing is I was I would take it. I would slice it up, then I'd lay it out and let it partially freeze and then put a couple in the vacuum sealer and close. So I would just have slices of it. And I think that it, that exposed it to go bad quicker. But this year, what I wanted to do is make a, what is it called? Why is the word escaping me? Pate? Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to go with this year. Cause I actually had some of that at that same restaurant, 410 Bank Street. Yeah. Never had, had this before the bread comes out with this little cup of brown it looks like butter and i'm like what's this butter and i start trying it and i knew what the flavor was and i was like what is this like liver butter <laughs> and i i was just housing it no one else at the table would touch it yeah. the the guy came out i was like hey what was that <laughs> he's like oh that was paté i was like that's what pâté is and then i i started looking it up and seeing what it's about and I'm into
1: it. I've had it before, but I've always had it from a, a, a bird of some sort, whether it's a goose or a chicken. Yeah, or I mean, it, it
0: was it was chicken livers that,
1: that they used, but I'm going to try it. Too. I'd be down for that.
0: A pate. Sounds, is there anything fancier?
1: Um, I don't know, maybe, man. Maybe um, maybe a, a demi-glace. I don't
0: know. Uh, yeah, you've been telling me about
1: that. <laughs> I got to get you some of that, man. That was, yeah. uh, that was a process. That was 40 hours. I spent doing that 40 hours, 40 hours. Yeah. Cooking it down. I mean, but I started like hardcore old school from scratch, um, water bones, vegetables, roasted them off and I cooked them overnight 28 hours. I think I cooked them well wow. with the lid on so that the water didn't evaporate. And then I spent uh-huh. another 12 hours with the lid off, strained everything out got it down to basically a syrup when it came to room temperature it looked like jello like you can shake the plate and it would just wiggle i mean it was there was no it was completely solid oh, so i cut good. yep I cut it up put it into some vacuum bags, sealed it threw it in the uh the old freezer so i got a cup about i got about six portions
0: so what do you do with it
1: Uh, make a steak or whatever you want to put it on. And once you're done, you pull it out to rest it. You just drop one of those. I I got it and cut it in cubes. So there's about two ounce cubes. Each cube is about two fluid ounces. So I have three cubes per bag. So it's about six fluid ounces. It's good for uh, two people, uh, two servings probably. Um, And I just throw it right in the pan. And once it melts down, it turns into a nice thick sauce. Drop a pat of butter. And pour it right over you whatever steak you just made, so, whatever so it's not
0: like uh like a stock or something that you have to like put into water to make it into you just just throw up, it right in the pan. Yep. It's like that. it's
1: like instant pan sauce.
0: Yeah, never did it, but uh,
1: it's Steve, got a it's a David very different Jackson. flavor. Yeah, I saw that. Never give <laughs> up.
0: Wild man out. Wild
1: man out. So, a little bit of the other thing wow man it is uh what's the uh letter kenny i got my wife hooked on letter kenny
0: nice there you go that's a great show that's so so binge worthy
1: all right yeah they're they're, they're,
0: they're short too they're only like a half hour or whatever you could you could watch like they just i'm assuming in quarantine now they just fly by
1: yeah yeah well it's funny because i've always watched the shorts and i'd send her something and she'd be like you're such an idiot i don't know she never got it so i sat down i made her watch a whole episode with me and she was like okay this is this is awesome i like it
0: it, yeah and i i mean honestly it's the show is hilarious like it's it's such it they have like a good story going as well as
1: the one-liners the back and forth the volleys are just outstanding
0: how about the i mean it's that's one of those shows where I feel like the writing now is just so underrated. Like the way they deliver some of that, like like those long alliterations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where he talks about where it's cold. I, I can't even begin. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> it's just that
1: it's like masterful. Have you seen Little Kenny yet? Oh yeah, I watched them all. Oh, this is dude. We just found that last <laughs> night. Yeah. We're both dying, just dying yeah. on the couch. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. Wild man letter Kenny. There's all these niche little things that are just too damn funny. I mean, it's like you, you can't make this stuff up. You know what I mean?
0: I saw uh, David had a little slip up today with his, uh, his, his broth, his faux broth. He, he had it going for what, like 48 hours, something like that. He had it. Well, you must've had it on an outside burner. And the, uh, resident raccoons must've decided to
1: themselves
0: to it. Yeah. That sucks. After you have that much time invested in something like that.
1: I guess, yeah. 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 Cause like I guess when I get into the, doing the, the demis and stuff, I mean, that's why this stuff is usually so expensive because it takes so much effort to make it. And you know, when I, I burned it once, like I went through all that work, I got it cooked down to mm-hmm. where I thought I wanted it and I'm like, oh, I'll give it a little bit longer and burned it. Oh man. I spent the whole weekend making it and just wrecked it and, 10 minutes. You know what yeah. I mean? But, wow, hey, wow, wow. It happens, man. But that's how you learn. That's how you learn. Yeah. You can't you can get good without screwing it up every once in a while.
0: Yeah. And that just hurts. Mm. It's like that episode of The Office where Kevin drops the chili. And he, <laughs> he's talking about how he cooks the onions just right and how what he goes through and it just...
1: wild turkey bone broth, huh? All right. I'm, yeah, that's something I haven't done before. That's something I have not done, but I usually, you know, I just don't keep the uh, carcass. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. I mean, chicken stock's pretty go, go to. So I would imagine wild Turkey brings all kinds of new flavor.
1: Let me, let me ask you, Dave, do you usually, can you get a decent amount out of one bird or do you usually need like two, two carcasses to, to get anything good on that? Because I don't know, it just seems like it, you would have to have at, at least a big bird or, two two bird carcasses to to get her going i don't know that's pretty uh, cool though I'm, I'm always up for something different man just a, a unique little challenge just to treat it differently because i mean there's so many options out there for damn near anything you can find in the woods like those wild ramps i can't wait man i'll have a jar of pickled ramps for you soon Ooh, you know I'm gonna yeah. put, those, put those in a jar pickle them up but i i put them in everything man put them so, in my damn office
0: i'm thinking that um after we get through this cold front here, we might be uh, right in the wheelhouse for Morels, And I will find Morels this year. And that's that. And that's final. Uh, David says, one bird's bones are enough for fur, four person's dinner. Hmm. Did you, I'm really good at reading.
1: <laughs> I was just talking to Kim earlier. I was like, we got to get the shirt that says words are hard words are words are hard man.
0: what a simple sentence
1: and i screwed it up <laughs> but that's cool man one bird is enough to do it that's great yeah yeah i'm well, definitely in hey
0: uh david any uh any thoughts on the turkey tail the base of the
1: tail you ever cooked that hmm? did you ever eat that hmm? Hmm? that's crazy man. i never even thought of that you know but i guess you didn't you,
0: know, see the picture it, it like you could see where you know the tail feathers going and the that thick yellow fat yeah. i'm assuming that probably goes right into the the broth probably i would think that that that's probably a a good healthy source of fat
1: and flavor uh, i i would agree yeah you render that down man you get a good oh boy oh boy i'm getting hungry now man
0: yeah yeah me too
1: uh. Uh, wild birds are lean some of them, some of them. I've there's like you get that fat up there in the next spot, like up around the the chest yeah, area yeah. where the sometimes you get a this is a big wad of fat. Yeah, what yeah, is that, that big they,
0: mass? What is that big mass called? Um,
1: is it the crop? Well, the crop, yeah, where they, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the crop the, is the in there, blubber that yeah, too. You can eat the pope's
0: the, nose. There he is. The pope's nose. That's what they were referring to it as the pope's, pope's nose, which I mean. Mm, that sounds questionable. Why are we calling it that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Be a story
1: to that. That's for sure, uh, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, they didn't explain that in the article. The pork nose <laughs> just goes into the boil. You'd have to gather a pile to do something with them. Yeah, I guess yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I, I have seen some meat eater like recipes and videos where it's just like, all right, I have one tongue or I have one Pope's nose. and it's like all right what's that do like that's enough for me to like snack on and be like wow i put six hours into this stupid thing and now i have um um and it and all i'm left with is a mouthful of meat
1: telling you man and i don't
0: want to refer to it that way but that's
1: that's the truth of the matter is what it is man it is what it is Uh, yeah man i I, hey man sometimes it's worth it it's worth the work you know like i said i went from uh it was i think i have it's it's a 10 or 12 quart all clad stock pot that i started with full yeah, almost top with that that demi and boil it down to maybe a quart tops yikes
0: and and i know dave just did a 48 hour boil would you say 40 mm, me yeah you
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about 40 hours it took me to get down to what I got it to, but that includes like you know roasting the bones. I, I like, and it's funny because uh, Jeff Huntsinger kind of uh, chimed in. We were t- we were doing a live Facebook thing a while back, and he chimed in about putting tomato paste. <clears throat> pardon me, rubbing tomato paste on the bones before you roast them. And I was like, wow, I thought I was the only one who did that. You know, I rub tomato. tomato. It just gives it a nice like rich umami flavor. Uh, oh, the yeah. tomato. Paste it's like sweet and savory and it just like coats the bones and browns them up real good then i throw them in the stock pot with just your mirepoix the onions celery carrots you know that kind of, and that's about where i keep it i i put a little bit of uh rosemary in at the end when i was doing the file final cookdown i love and, rosemary.
0: Uh, that i is- do too the
1: the that rosemary is good but i'm kind of kicking myself for it because now the rosemary is there like it or not you know rosemary is something i could have added to it if i wanted to but
0: Bridget's, bridget is a, the biggest rosemary fan i know
1: yeah, it's it's well there's it's, it's definitely rosemary forward is that rosemary forward is that a yeah
0: yeah if it's, it's pronounced good. that's that's what it is
1: yeah it's got a good sweetness to it i think yeah i'll save some for you yeah it's pretty good stuff man i can just put that stuff on my cheerios and just have at it it's good shit demi glazed cheerios Indeed, i'm down there.
0: Can you, stuff. Can you make Demiglaze with – so, all right. So, excuse my ignorance. Is it Demiglaze, like G L A Z E I Because I know it's spelled G-L-A-C-E. Gloss. It's gloss. That's how you say yep. it for the you – know, but Bridget's watching because she wants it now. She wants it right <laughs> there.
1: So, yeah. Um, yeah. Most people call it just Demiglaze but it's pronounced demi-glace, but it's like, uh, uh, yeah, a French technique. But usually you do it with veal. That's what your traditional demi is made of is veal. But you can do it with beef, chicken, turkey, any kind of bones. You can just boil it down. And uh, I've seen guys who mix up just about any kind of bone they've got laying around. They just throw them in there and, and make, a, make a broth. Then you just cook the broth down until it's almost Almost like syrup, like honey. It's like you just tilt the pot and it just barely moves. Oozes. Yeah, it's good. Cause then when you heat it up and you throw it in your pan, it just it thins out, you know. You just toss a pat of butter in there and mount the sauce and you're you're golden, man.
0: Yeah, I, I see David just said uh the the bird that he got last year was full of dandelion buds. I remember he posted a picture of that and that was pretty wild. And I'm seeing a lot of people right now. Out uh like harvesting dandelions like picking dandelions trying to make like jam and and wine and all kinds of good stuff with them
1: dandelion wine is a big one the dandelion greens you put them in your salad you know yeah things that grows in your backyard that you can actually just pull out and eat yeah
0: yeah i mean it seems like this uh this foraging movement is gonna make a, a comeback and that's wholesome it's a nice thing to say you know oh man we should we should be foraging, you know. Maybe, it, you know, it. Without getting too philosophical, maybe this whole thing that's happening right now is telling us, you know, get back to the basics. You know, yeah. Hey, hey, you don't need five G. Go pick dandelions, <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. Just yeah, super
1: simple. Tell you those wild ramps, dude, those things. I'm so excited about those. I mean, like we got up early this morning, dressed up and walked in the snow and the rain all the way down to where we found that patch. And man, we, we took spades and paper bags and yeah. I've got probably, I don't know. I'll have to send you the picture, but I, I've probably got a good two pounds of ramps right now that are. Uh, any,
0: uh, any idea? Can, can you, uh, I'm trying to think, cause I know that's, they have bulbs on them. So can you take them and transplant them somewhere, leave them? Will they come back somewhere
1: else? They should, yes. I am ha- and I've got a bunch saved. So I'm gonna I'm gonna plant some here. Um I'm gonna send some to my buddy Dave's place up in Heart Lake, and I'll, I'll save some for you to plant up at your place. Uh, you're putting them down, man, up behind the house there, and they'll come back every year.
0: Yeah, I I think that the 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 little patch of woods up off the driveway there. Yeah. It's on that little hill. It's right off that field. The The ground in there is just, it's perfect soil. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what the deal is with that little spot. I just, you know, I think a lot of animals travel through there and it's just, it's mowed down. It's like perfectly manicured. I think it's a perfect spot for them. I should actually probably go look
1: there. Yeah. I mean, just take a look around. I mean, the, the bright green broad leaves are kind of a, a giveaway. That's how we found them. In fact, it was funny. I had just showed Kim a week earlier, like, this is what I'm looking for while we're out taking the kids to the river, whatever. I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. And it was the very next week we're walking through the woods down by the river. And she's like, Hey, are those, are those ramps? I went, Holy shit. They are. It was a massive patch. So, like, Hey, is
0: that a guy living in a van?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Right. It was, uh, it was pretty interesting. And uh, so we t- took a couple that day because I didn't, I just had my pocket knife. So I was digging them out with my pocket knife. Cause it basically looks like a green onion. It's got the little yeah. ball at the bottom. Did you,
0: did you try one right there?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were eating them right there. I yeah. was like, taste them. My kids were eating them. I was, you know, she gave some to her. She was, she's like, wow, these are really good. They're kind of spicy. You got a little kick to them, but I love that. I want it. Kind of were,
0: you, were you guys enjoying each other's breath for the rest of the day?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, they are pretty pungent. So, did, are they repeaters? Um, You know what? I guess if you eat enough of them for sure. Yeah. I ate a whole jar of pickled ramps a couple days ago. And right. I, I threw in some raw garlic. I pickled the raw garlic, the ramps, uh, lemon, lemon peel. And what else did I have in there? I shoved something else in there, but right. I just so
0: what you, this is like you, uh, you made like a pickled jar of ramps, garlic, lemon peel.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Just put it all together and just put it in the fridge overnight. The next day, they were good to go. And I was putting them on sandwiches, I was putting them in omelets, I was putting them everywhere. I, went right through them the whole day i ate the whole damn jar
0: i'm into literally anything that's pickled
1: yeah i got into pickling last year and just started kind of messing with it those jalapenos i made those jalapeno the pickle jalapenos with yeah uh, it was a beer that uh while paul pack was making
0: yeah the whip beer yep uh, oh, no oh no 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 the the yeah the yeah. family service all yeah yeah that's that's one i tell you what rocky and nora. <laughs> i don't know if I don't think I gave you any of those. He made a he made pickled jalapenos with I think it was like Goose Island IPA. And I used them in the the video with the seared venison. Oh yeah. They were like one of the hottest things that I've ever put in my mouth. It was insane and they were so good. It was just unbelievable. Sometimes that's the ticket, man. You know, the, I think you were made- I think the beer the beer kind of oxidizes. The pepper and it just brings out the heat, the the capsaicin. I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a scientist, so at times, yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna attack me for being wrong there. So when
1: we were when we were making those the deer heart, man, I was freaking dying. I was choking. I was trying not to cough into the camera when I was filming you, because you made all those jalapenos. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I'll
0: do I w- I will do something with that. At some oh wait what. Dilly beans and beer hazy IPA. Dave, stop, stop, stop. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna bump the table here. Uh yeah, but the the that deer heart, I have to figure out a way to do that because the, the cameras were like different. So I have to figure out a way to grade them and, and make it work. But the, the Deer Heart recipe, I, I kind of feel like that that could be a signature Sons of the Hunt recipe.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We could we could put a couple of them out. Got- and
0: you, you know how else i do that that heart recipe is that i do that kind of same thing except i dice up the heart okay and, and then i i fry it like fried rice
1: yeah Ooh. and
0: that it's dynamite and then i i think you might enjoy that a little bit better because the rice kind of calms it down okay. i didn't, i didn't realize how sensitive you were to the heat.
1: Oh, man, I was suffering through it, but I, I, it was funny. I was at the table in, in Bridges. had
0: a couple of good jalapenos that day, I'm, so I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, good. it's good. You were like, your face was red. There were fluids coming out of like all your orifices: yeah. nose, eyes, ears. You you were bleeding
1: out. One ear. it was wild. It's a good recipe. It is. It is <laughs> good stuff, man. But yeah, it definitely it definitely caught me for sure. Yeah, Doug, Doug Capper uh, chiming in there. It's good to see. It you, is. Doug. It's yep. good to see
0: him on here but uh i don't know 75 minutes of of straight no kidding wild game the, the food thing we we could do an episode like this on food every single episode and probably not go over the same thing twice
1: <laughs> well yeah. that's part of it so yeah that's that's going to be one of the things i think we really uh run the gamut on coming da- coming down the pipeline like this whole uh you know issue that we're in the middle of right now really you know, put a dampening on some of our plans for this season, but hey, man, we just gotta roll with it. It is what it is, you know.
0: Hey, we could socially distance ourselves turkey hunting, no problem. Indeed, mm-hmm. in-
1: yeah, you need you need a cameraman. I'm
0: all in. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it again. Uh, man, my shoulder's killing me. Like Oscar was a nut job when he when I came home today, and he just kept jumping. And I pushed him one time, and I swear to God, I threw my shoulder out because. <laughs> I'm 31 welcome to my world man I'm 31 and i just pushed a little dog mm-hmm. and i pushed him away and it's just like all right well your
1: shoulder hurts now i can't even, oh, even sneeze uh, without cracking a rib anymore man. that's crazy yeah no boy bueno. oh what
0: did i i i, I slept too hard <laughs> or something stupid right i get ridiculous
1: being old things you never thought and, you would ever say
0: Oh, yeah. Slept too hard. Oh, st- stood up too hard. <laughs> like, all right, good shit. Well, we got seventy-seven minutes here. The viewers have dwindled down to a measly
1: thirteen. Well, that's not too bad. We did all right tonight, man. We did all right tonight. Yeah. Uh,
0: just thank you to everyone who came out. It was awesome. We appreciate anyone who shared this video. The more you share this, the you're just helping get our message of, you know, next level cooking and eating and foraging and enjoying the outdoors and living a, a, a nice well rounded lifestyle, get that out there. We appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, hopefully it's relatable. And we can't thank everyone enough for supporting this. It's been huge. the The last episode was great feedback and really yeah. can't thank yeah. everyone
1: enough absolutely yeah we'll see maybe we can you know shoot for one a week and uh that'll kind of this this is gonna give us an opportunity to kind of up our quota a little bit and uh and just keep some content coming out and see what you guys are into if you have yeah. any ideas shoot them at us because we're always looking for stuff to talk about i mean there's never a shortage of stuff that we find to discuss but uh yeah we'd always love to hear what you guys are into uh start a conversation for sure yep good job you just killing it wild man out, wild man out.
0: oh <laughs> boy you know i did they're <laughs> They're not leaving me any choice here. So we'll we'll have to see what we can do here. Um, With that, I think I am going to go spend some time with my wife watching some sort of live concert and just chilling.
1: Same here. I'm going to go eat pizza, drink another beer, and uh, and just chill with everybody. All right, man. Well, it's good seeing y'all. Stay well, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week.
0: Yep. Later. Thanks.